Hello, and welcome to Talking Shop with SeaTax. Welcome to another installment of our Talking Shop with SeaTax podcast series. And today I would like to introduce to you a very special guest. Mr. Don Schubert joins us today as the president of the Connecticut Construction Industry Association. Don, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Dr. Solek, and it's very nice to be here. So I think it's important for our audience to sort of start out, as I did when we first met um, earlier, to talk about what your wonderful connection is to CTEX. You have told a beautiful story around um, your attendance at a signing event up at Wolcott Tech, uh, I believe it was last May, yes. and all of the wonderful ways in which you and CCIA have supported CTEX both in the past and then beginning with that May event. Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about that? Because it's a wonderful story. Certainly. Uh, for years, we've been working on um, education and workforce programs in the construction industry. Uh, we were dealing with an aging workforce problem for years back in the early 2000s. So we were at it for a long time. Um, for a, a short period of time, we had um, lost our connection with the technical high school system. It, it seemed like we were we're very trade-based, um, except for some of the work that we do with the colleges and universities. We have a, people have a perception that we're very trade-based in our industry, and um, we lost that close tie to the um, technical school system that we had and enjoyed for many years. Many of our owners are um, have come out of the technical high school system, so. Last May, um, I was invited to a signing day at Oliver Wolcott Technical High School, and I usually volunteer to do just about anything um, to help promote our industry or to help create jobs in our industry and put people in very good paying jobs. And I went to signing day having no idea what to expect. And I was very pleasantly surprised um, when I realized what was going on with the school system everything seemed to have changed. It seemed like the system was more trade-based. It seemed like they were trying to put students in jobs um, during the high school education, which was a big surprise to us. Um, our industry, the commercial side of the construction industry, was always under the impression that a person had to be 18 years of age to work in a hazardous employment like construction. And we knew absolutely nothing about work-based learning. So once we learned that the rules um, in Connecticut, that there's an exception, um, that people can start working at 16 if they're in a work-based learning program or a cooperative or a pre-apprenticeship program, and that the technical high school system had this infrastructure set up to facilitate that, um, I think we started, our, our, our brain started working immediately and we were making plans before we left that event that day. We are just so fortunate to have the connection with you and all the great work that you do. You and I were talking earlier about what is, as you said so well, the newly defined mission here at CTEX. And yes, we are very trade-based, we're very trade-focused, we're looking for students to join us who have the intended outcome of 
becoming tradesmen, tradeswomen, or affiliating with construction companies who are ready to employ um, our students right off the bat. Uh, and it is, it's a brand new day. So this is such an exciting conversation that we are having um, today as an outcome from that. So Don, in thinking about construction opportunities for our students as they leave us at CTEX. What kinds of, of trade opportunities in construction are out there in Connecticut? It, it would be a wonderful education for our listeners as well as students who are thinking about the construction trades to have a better understanding of what, what are we really talking about that's available for them in the state of Connecticut? Oh my goodness, the construction industry in, in Connecticut and across the country is, is looking at decades of work. Um, we have to re completely rebuild our, our electrical infrastructure in the state. I'm hearing that that's four decades worth of work. Um, our highway systems are well beyond their design life. Um, we have tremendous amount of transportation projects, new transportation projects, not just building roads and highways, but transit centers, um, all sorts of mobility projects, uh, schools, colleges, universities. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. We don't talk about construction jobs anymore. We talk about careers because people are going to have an opportunity to enter this industry. And to talk about one particular job really isn't fair anymore because it's going to be opportunities for everybody. You know, we talked about the career pathways and the opportunities to grow. There's a lot of work to be done in Connecticut and across the country in construction. Um, it's a lifetime worth of work for somebody coming in today. And it's whatever they want to make of it. You know, they're going to have opportunities to grow and change and, and move ahead if they care to. And we're just, there's so much work. It, there's so much work to be done right now, it almost feels like there's too much. And we have, it's much bigger than we're ever going to be able to do. And it's going to last for a long time. So we're really, we're excited about the industry. We're excited about our opportunities going forward. And it's going to be a lot of work for a lot of people for a very, very long time. Absolutely. Almost infinite in scope. Um, and the good news is, that from our perspective at CTEX, we are expanding like crazy in terms of our construction trade opportunities and what we know we need to offer students so they're ready to, to meet that challenge as they leave us and, and go out as you so well said, to uh, work on the infrastructure that is 100-plus years old and, and desperately in need of construction workers across the state. So yeah. it's, it's nothing but amazing opportunities for them. Yes, and as technology changes and we need to modernize things, the industry is only getting more interesting as, as, we, as technology changes. And we um, modernize our infrastructure. Projects become more complex. Um, our approach to projects is more complex, which includes more technology, and um, it's only going to grow. That's not going to change at all. Um, let's talk a little bit about you, because it, it's uh, such a wonderful connection that we have with you, and I'm, I'm um, privy to a little bit of your background, but if, if you could fill our listeners in on, you have a wonderful connection, certainly with construction, but also with law. In fact, you have a law degree. Yes. And that tweaked my interest because you don't often see that combination. And, and what brought you in your, in your journey to, uh, to putting those together? I left the Marine Corps 39 years ago, and I met two people that owned a construction company in Connecticut and I remember the day when they said, come work for us and we'll change your life. So I went to work for them. 
Um, construction is, you know, it, it's a it's a strong industry, I guess. And I guess the way the only way I can describe it is, when you get started, it doesn't matter where you start. The sky is the limit. Um, I started working in construction. I started going to college at night. I have very untraditional education. Um, I graduated college in four years and applied to law school. Graduated law school right on time. Um, parlayed everything to be in the position I'm in today. Um, I do have all that construct. I have 13 years of construction experience. I have three years of practicing construction law, and I basically grew up in the industry. Um, so today I get to work with family businesses where I worked with their grandfathers, I worked with their fathers, and now I'm working with the third and fourth generations. And at the same time, we, we all seem to have grown together. So it, for me to be in a position like I'm in today, representing all these different aspects of the commercial construction industry, I really understand it. But I think what I understand firsthand, which really helps me, is career pathways. And a traditional career pathway, um, what people thought was a traditional career pathway for a long time, isn't necessarily what you absolutely need to be successful. Um, I've seen many, many people just like me. There's so many success stories in our industry. There's so many lawyers and high-level people in our industry that we all started out, you know, working, just walking onto a job site or walking into a construction company, not knowing what to expect. And after time, you know, we tried to create a career pathway chart in my office about a year ago. And it looks like a spider's web because <laughs> there's so many different ways, you know, to, to build a career. And I think people need to realize that, you know, there's a perception that construction workers are out there sh shoveling dirt their entire life or doing different things. And if you like to do that, you could build a wonderful life doing that. I have many friends that have. But if you want to grow and change and look for opportunities, there's so many, especially in this day and age. And employers in the construction industry in this day and age, if anyone just shows the potential, they'll invest in them. And I've learned that lesson as well. So many rich topics we can expand on. We, you and I could probably spend the next couple of hours yes. uh, podcasting away. But suffice it to say, I want to key in on a couple of things that you mentioned. The first is we at CTEX talk a lot with our students about the family connection that you so eloquently mentioned a minute ago. And in fact, we are looking for students whose parents and grandparents and other uh, family have pursued the trades and most often pursued them through CTEX at some point or other. And so that our students begin to understand and hear the message through us that that wonderful connection really creates a familial network, if you will, across the whole state. You know, I, I jump in my car now and I'll drive to one of one of the tech schools and I pass plumbing and heating trucks and electrical trucks and construction trucks and signage. And I think, the first thing I think is, wow, I wonder who from there went to CTEX. You know, it, it actually changes your whole mindset around the connection and that we really are one big, very expansive family. And really, no other education opportunity can say that. When you think about it, you, you may have a sister or a brother who attends the same college or university, but it's not because their outcomes become the same trade-based focused that 
our students have and that their parents had and their grandparents before them. So it's really the kind of the tie that binds, I think, for us as a system going forward. And you just highlighted it so well with your own experience. Um, I'm excited. I hope our students hear that message because it's a such a core part of what we believe in and what we do in bringing trades and trade opportunities to students. So thank you for that. Um, you also mentioned the trying to diagram the pathways and the, and the almost infinite number of pathways that our students now can pursue both while at CTEX and then after CTEX um, in expanding their trade opportunity. And you're absolutely right. We, we actually thought about trying to diagram, as you did, and there's just not enough wall space, right, to even begin to do that, and uh, which is a wonderful problem to have. But one of the, the ways that we're doing that now in a very focused way is to create those work-based learning experiences um, for our students who are pursuing the construction trades. And it's been so impactful to have our students going out um, beginning of their junior year in particular with on uh, really in the shop on uh, in the moment trade experience that they can then take and expand on as they leave us and my understanding in, is in years past those opportunities didn't exist or they existed in very limited ways so are there ways that we can better connect and support your great work in terms of expansion of construction expansion of that workforce in Connecticut that, that you've already identified that that we can really begin to, to hone in on and our listeners I know will be fascinated to hear that yes we're having those those discussions now and it, it I, I always when I look at how we can work together to create those pipelines and really maximize the benefits of work-based learning um, I think about three different things and the first part is something that the technical high school system is doing very well today I have to give people a lot of credit um, they're reaching out to the employers, they're reaching out to the industry, and they're trying to adjust curriculum framework. You know, the curriculum framework in the technical high school system was very residential construction based. And over the last six months, there's been a tremendous amount of discussion about how is commercial construction different? What can we do to adjust our curriculum framework or our standards so it, the, the student can walk directly into a, a commercial construction job? At the same time, we have to figure out employers in the construction industry have a part to play because for many years, union employers in the construction industry would simply call the hall or call the union to get employees. And now they're learning that it's important for them to make an investment in a high school junior and a high school senior so that when that person graduates high school, they have a full ready to go employee. And that's an adjustment for our industry. And I am very surprised how quickly we're catching on. Um, I think when you put an opportunity in front of them, like we're seeing with the technical high school systems now, the employer seemed to race to it. And we have a little competition going on in our industry. And we also realized that our apprenticeship training programs were not properly aligned to maximize work-based learning. Early on in an apprenticeship training program, and even in some programs today, um, an applicant has to be 18. They have to have a driver's license. Uh, they have to have a high school diploma or a GED, and they have to pass a drug test. Well, now there's a lot of discussions going on about, well, maybe they don't have to be 18. Maybe they don't need a driver's license. 
they obviously don't need a high school diploma or, or a GED. And um, we're working on all these things so that the, that apprenticeship experience can start earlier. Um, there's a lot that the technical high schools offer that there's a lot of um, industry-recognized credentials. And there's a lot of transferable skills that the technical high schools are offering now that can advance apprenticeship. We don't want to overlap. And at the same time, we want to make sure that we're maximizing these things. We're, 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 we're recognizing the credentials and we're recognizing the, 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 the learning that's happening in school so that we can get a head start on apprenticeship coming out of the technical high school system. And that's going to be a major step for everybody. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I've been privileged to be in on some of those same conversations, Don, at the state level in legislatures, um, legislator discussions around how can we expedite this workforce? How can we make it more accessible to our business and industry partners, to our um, associations who are looking for those well-trained workforce um, students that we're, we're beginning to put out now and um, will continue to do so. One of the thoughts that we have is, I, I, and, and it's my assessment in conjunction with the leadership team I work with at, at CTEX, we've worked very hard to reframe our admissions uh, process so that students when they come in as well as their parents or guardians or, or, or whomever has a much clearer idea of what CTEX is so they're not just sort of applying to a, uh, an ambiguous magnet school somewhere in Connecticut this is a trade-based very trade-focused system that has the expectation that when students come to us, their outcome will be trade-based, will yes. not be anything but that. So I think we've done a, a pretty good job, at least on the onset, of reframing that. We do a great job, uh, thanks to Brent McCartney, uh, Pat Charliglio, who really are our two main coordinators around work-based learning and those apprenticeship programs, of, tr of beginning the training process for our students. The missing link, I think, for us still, and I, we're just beginning to address it, is the need on the back end to make sure, as you said so well, that employers, that unions, and others who need to contact our students directly and get them into that workforce or get them into that apprenticeship setting have an easier time doing it. So we're actually beginning to talk about setting up a career center for CTEX so that we will have a way to prepare performance portfolios of all our students so when employers come in they can see, oh gosh, Ellen Solik's portfolio, she's focused on XYZ certifications and she's ready to go. And it, it becomes a much easier tie, if you will, between your wonderful association and all of your affiliates and our students. So it's not such hard work to make those connections. So we're really excited about that. And I'm curious, with that piece in place, what are some of the ways that we can better um, make, the, make the journey easier, if you will, for our business and industry partners in construction to have that firsthand contact with students as they come out of CTEX? Are there things that you're aware of that, gee, I wish, you know, CTEX could put X into place to make that connection even more um, feasible, if you will. We're having those discussions today. Um, we, we've been talking to Brent a lot about that. Um, you know, I, I always was a, a fan of student success plans, something that we talked about many years ago. Um, 
probably wasn't implemented to the extent it could have been. Um, but if, if students are creating their own success plans um, during their educational experience and at the same time tracking so that it, you know employers have, have a way to uh, understand them a little bit faster and easier. But it doesn't take much. I can tell you that the employers are reaching out to the schools now that they know that they, everyone is seeing this change in the technical high school system. Everyone is realizing that this is a very important partner and we're still exploring ways to advance that. So I think that right now the employers are putting resources into finding ways to reach your students, to do outreach, and to recruit um, high school juniors and seniors, which is something that we had, we've never even talked about before. So we're in the development phase with that, and we would really look forward to some discussions along those lines to see if we can streamline it a little bit more but the employers are putting their human resources into it. They're putting a lot of time and effort into it. And um, I think that it's gonna work itself out. This is all going in a very good direction. All we see here is potential. We don't see any challenges at all. We're just seeing the potential and we're really ready to move forward. Couldn't echo your message more, Don. We are as well. And we really want to take away the roadblocks some just accidentally that have popped up over a period of years that we hear from business and industry partners, gosh, it's it's such a, um, a challenge to figure out how to contact CTEX just to, to have access to that student database, if you will. So I think, and my hope is that the Career Center and the implementation of a database that employers can access automatically. Um, as you mentioned, a student success plan, a student portfolio, which is sort of the same idea, sure. would be on site for those employers to be able to track their students from their freshman year all the way through so that by the time our students are juniors and seniors, those employers are already having those conversations with students about what's your next step, uh, we'd love to have you come join us. What do we need to do? And, and that kind of harkens back to the signing event that we both yes. referenced at the beginning of our conversation. And that's exactly what it's intended to do, is to set that, that uh, bar, if you will, early on for students who are trade-based to say, gosh, I have, a, I have job opportunities waiting for me and I haven't even graduated from CTEX yet. My, which is pretty amazing. I tell people, I've been telling people since the signing day that I would like to see high school juniors and seniors graduating high school, making more money with better benefits than their parents. Mm. And that's a nice goal to have, but it's realistic. We can do this. We have the infrastructure in place on our side. Um, I think it, it's just a matter of, we've only been at this for eight months and we've made tremendous headway. So I can't wait to see what we do in the future. This is really going to be great. It is. It absolutely is. Um, let's talk, if, if you don't mind, for just a minute, bigger picture. And as I said, I, I am relatively new at this. I had shared that with you um, earlier today. I was just so privileged to join the CTEX family, if you will, last year in October. And things have moved so rapidly since then. I'm now the executive director of the organization, which is just such a thrill for me and such a privileged place to be. And as that, getting used to that role, I've been in, as I mentioned, some of the gubernatorial conversations about where is the state of Connecticut going with its workforce? What are the initiatives that are in place? 
And what I've discovered is, uh, and I've actually been a part of a workforce group statewide talking about workforce uh, expansion. What I've discovered is the state has a number of initiatives going on, almost like the pathways we were talking about. If you tried to diagram it, you need you know three stories to get it all in. And I think the efforts now are to consolidate some of these uh, initial efforts, if you will, from um, the governor's workforce uh, uh, group, the um, Office of Workforce Strategy, mm -hmm. all of these sort of fundamental groups yes. that formed, and bring our efforts together so that we're not all working in separate cocoons, if you will, trying to get the job done. That's exciting for us because I don't think we could possibly become affiliated with, you know, the hundreds of initiatives out there. but. Um, it, it strikes me that you're doing such great work, again, at the state level to begin to take a look at do students have to be 18 to join the workforce or, or to begin an apprenticeship, if you will, or do students have to meet certain criteria that have sort of been uh, the standard or the tradition even in, in Connecticut, and are there some innovative ways that we could expand the workforce together in the next couple of years? My sense is there are. Yes. Yeah, we, we in the construction industry we have an absolutely amazing base to work with. We've been at apprenticeship training since apprenticeship training was founded. Um, we have employer-funded apprenticeship training programs. We we don't need any public money. Um, our programs are jointly administered with employers and the unions, and they're they're very mature at this point. So we have a very solid foundation. We know how to do this. And we have a proven track record on how we're not developing apprenticeship training programs. We're always improving our apprenticeship training programs. So we're very, very good. We have that solid foundation. What we're, what our challenges are going to be is just refining the links, you know, making that pipeline seamless, um, making sure that the industry recognized credentials are, are early on so we can, we can move forward, um, that they're always stackable credentials. Um, we just, it's more for us right now, coordination than anything else. And even the, the, the apprenticeship training programs are doing things. The, the carpenters apprenticeship training program right now just had all of your inst carpentry instructors, instructors into their facility for a full day to show them the different aspects of commercial construction. Um, we're doing shop Fridays now, we're doing different things. So we're gonna create a seamless pipeline and we have a nice foundation to work from. So for us, we don't have a lot of uh, disjointed um, efforts out there. We have something that works very well and we just wanna be able to maximize it now. Take it to scale and see what we can do together. Absolutely, and I think you're right. Together is the key. Seamlessly together is exactly is what it's going to take. Here's an interesting piece that came up in one of the, the um, governor's discussions that I was not as aware of as I am now. Um, and that is that transportation seems to be a great challenge for many, many of our students who are interested in pursuing either work-based learning opportunities or apprenticeships, or even just getting to work sites. Um, there's been kind of a cultural shift for our students now who used to, couldn't wait to get their driver's licenses in their first vehicle. And I think post-COVID that may have changed somewhat. Are you finding the same, Don? Yes. And if so, have you had some innovative opportunities to, to work on that? Because we would love to, to reinforce that and, yeah. and tap into it. For many years in the workforce discussion, mobility is probably the biggest barrier. Okay. Right. 
to do training, mobility to training and mobility to jobs. And we're having discussions now because the driver's license came up. And a lot of times when somebody's starting out in a career, they can't afford a car or they can't afford all the expenses that are associated with a car. So we're exploring things like Uber cards or some kind of ride sharing. Um, and there are some supportive services in Connecticut that can provide that. So we're starting to talk to different groups about what they could do with their supportive services money more um, creatively than riding three different buses and taking an hour and a half to get to a job. Maybe it would be more cost effective and faster and convenient for the person who's early on in, in their career development to get to work or to get to trading. So we're exploring a lot of different options right now to see if we can um, really deal with this mobility issue that's plagued, it's plagued um, training and education for many, many years. And we're hoping that we can figure this out. So we're having those discussions today. Well, we will keep you posted on, on innovations that we're aware of. And one I can mention, and the governor has been so supportive certainly in funding for us uh, as a technical education system, but also along the lo those lines of troubleshooting, how do we create transportation opportunities for students that may not exist now right. post-COVID, as you said, with students who can't necessarily afford a first car or, or the gas to put in it, for that matter. And so um, we've gotten lots of state support and, and ideas around collaborating, even with the community colleges, who are also trying to tap into that transportation opportunity. So lots to lots more to come, for yes. sure. Don, this has been an amazing half hour um, discussion. I, I just so enjoy our opportunity to, to share and collaborate and um, can't wait for us to, to do so much more work together and to really support each other in, in the initiatives around construction and, and what CTEX is working on as well. And I know, as you said, the sky's the limit. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. We definitely will have you back on. Well, thank you. And, and I really appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you today. It, this is very important for us. It's something we've waited for for a very, very long time. So I hope today is the beginning of a very long and interesting discussion. And thanks Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yes, I second that. Thank you. Thank you.